Peace, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behold Pop Culture, the show where we take a look at some prominent people, figures, and events in pop culture today and in the past and try and see what lessons we could take away from it. Today is Saturday, April the 17th, and the talk of the town has been two major fights going on in sports. So with no further ado, we will dive into the NBA side of things first, where Stephen Curry, Stephen Wardell Curry, has been igniting every single team in his path as he is currently on one of the most impressive streaks of 30 or more points in NBA history. This is in addition to becoming the first NBA player ever to have more than five games by which he shot 10 made three-pointers. The record was Klay Thompson with five, and Curry has five this season alone. So Curry has been on an absolute hot streak despite his team not being able to put together the wins that you would expect to see with such transcendent performance. It has been more of a sign of what's to come once Klay Thompson returns and the Warriors have a fully healthy roster ready to rock and roll. A team that similarly has been facing their own injury issues, the Brooklyn Nets, had somewhat of a surprise in the news this week as LaMarcus Aldridge, who stirred up a lot of controversy with the Brooklyn Nets acquiring so many veterans, announced his retirement from the NBA. This is a former superstar-level player, a big man with a patented jump shot who was once the ideal player to build a team around. But unfortunately, due to what he's reporting to have been some unusual heart palpitations, he had to retire as it would have been literally risking his life to play on the NBA court. So as most in the NBA community would, we applaud his work and great contributions. This is a five-time All-NBA player. His legacy is nothing to be played with, and to some this will mean that his departure can even the playing field just a little bit for the Brooklyn Nets against the rest of the league. Unfortunately, and what many people deem to be the fault of an abbreviated season, we have been seeing more star players than usual getting injured. And in this last week alone, Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets, a player who would be more than a key to them being a legitimate championship contender on a team that was really surging with Jokic putting up an MVP campaign, Jamal Murray has went down with a torn ACL. Whew. He's out for possibly even a year. So the Denver Nuggets are having to go through an absolute heartbreaker of an injury. As Jokic will have to team with Michael Porter Jr., who will now have more of a chance to show his ability, Aaron Gordon, and several more important role players will have to quickly adopt the next man up attitude. Likewise, Donovan Mitchell was reported to have had an ankle injury. Zach Levine had a health protocol issue. There's been a string of bad luck hitting the league, but we hope that it ends as soon as possible. Teams are starting to fire up everything they've got as seeding is starting to settle down. 
and the approach of the NBA playoffs. This includes Luka Doncic trying to carry the Mavericks into contention, and even Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics arbitrarily surging as a team, not just with Marcus Smart playing good defense, Kemba Walker and Jalen Brown playing great, but Jason Tatum especially looking to be a perennial 30-point scorer a night, to no one's surprise, but doing just enough to lead the Boston Celtics to legitimate playoff contention. So over the next three weeks, all you will be hearing about in the NBA is about the 7-10 to 10 seed all contending to make the playoffs. For the most part, the top three to four seeds may shuffle, but you know who's going to make the playoffs. You know who's going to be the legitimate contenders at the moment. We're always ripe for an upset, but over the next weeks, it will be these teams trying to squeak their way in to the new play-in tournament that's been drawing its own set of controversy with several players who find it to be an awkward addition. So in the closing of the NBA news, we are met with what is challenging to be one of the biggest sports events of this year. Potentially, it could be the biggest sports event this year. Of course, by the time you're hearing this recording, you know the result, and you might have already formed your own opinion, but it's my duty anyway to inform you that there is a massive fight that has taken place this weekend, and that is YouTube influencer superstar Jake Paul, one of the biggest YouTubers of all time, is taking on Ben Askren, a professional UFC fighter. He used to be a top-ranked Ultimate Fighting Championship MMA fighter. As Jake Paul, who at this point in his brief boxing career has been known for taking on amateur talent, or in the case of Nate Robinson, people who never even boxed legitimately before. And while this still isn't a boxer, and there's plenty of opinions that say that Jake Paul is still avoiding legitimate boxing contenders, he is taking on his first real top-level professional fighter, as Ben Askren was a world-renowned wrestler who was retired over the last 14 months, but came out to prepare to take on Jake Paul as his biggest challenge to date will bridge the gap once again in the worlds of boxing and the worlds of ultimate fighting. And if you are listening to this, and Jake Paul has somehow, someway defeated a UFC fighter, not only has his stock gone up, but the entire fighting world will get a massive influx of new eyes. Whether it's UFC fighters, trying to contend with boxers because they believe that their hand skills are that gifted, or vice versa. The fighting world is coming back into the mainstream after a legitimate stretch where fighting was becoming more of a niche thing. Over the last few years on the boxing side of things, the only major fights that people swarmed to see were the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, and the crossover Mayweather Conor McGregor fight. The UFC has slowly but surely been growing as well, 
And this could be a massive benefit to both of these worlds. So Jake Paul has now taken on Ben Askren. And I will be back next week to report on the results. And this would normally bring us to the music side of things. But over the past week, the news has been dominated. And I do mean dominated by DMX stories, DMX music being played, the Rough Riders coming out. His, his funeral, to my understanding, took place, or at least a memoriam. People were riding their bikes around, revving them up. Plenty of noise to show respect for the late, great DMX. The only major release that took place was Young Thug releasing a new album called Slime Language 2, which really was just a playlist of songs with people affiliated with him, from Drake to Little Baby to Kid Cudi to artists I've never heard of a day in my life. But there were several highlight songs on the project, and as usual, it would make more sense for me to give the album a one-week listen, one-week dedication to give a more formalized opinion. But a world that has been resurging over the start of 2021 has been the film industry. Whether it's the movies coming out from Justice League to Godzilla vs. Kong, or on the show side of things, where WandaVision captivated, and I do mean captivated, Marvel fans all across the world, and we are now front row and center for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which brings us right into the latest episode, which also happens to be the penultimate episode, as they are setting up for the season finale, which surely will have fireworks at every turn. But this episode, spoiler alert here, it opens with an epic fight. Falcon and the Winter Soldier taking on the new Captain America. And through great musical composition backing it up, through as expected great choreography from Marvel, we get this epic battle that ends in the Falcon getting his property, the Captain America shield, back in his hands. And what this means now, as we would expect, is he would honor it for Captain America. And while I had expected it to go that way, go the direction of now I learned from the mistake of handing it over to the government, the new Captain America is dealing with his own issues, being decommissioned, etc., etc. Instead, Marvel took a turn that it is not known for taking at all. And that is that Marvel changed the discussion from the Falcon honoring Captain America to the Falcon debating whether or not America is ready for a black Captain America. Something that I could argue came kind of out of left field. I didn't expect them to have this type of depth of conversation. And it came from a conversation Sam goes and has with the only other Captain America who was unlike Steve Rogers, instead tortured and tested on for better concoctions. And as Sam grapples with the idea of being something that wouldn't be desired in the country, though he would be a hero, he wouldn't look like the hero that America wanted to craft. Was he ready 
to take that heat, was honoring the shield that important to him? And the most important thing about that was that the decision was no longer about Captain America telling Sam what to do. It was about Sam thinking hard, meditating on it, and figuring out what would be best for him. A lesson in self-awareness and understanding. Something that I hope all people watching the show can take away from that. As Sam would get back healthy, working out, learning how to use the shield, and decided he would use it on his own terms. And the show would even end teasing what looks like it might be a completely new suit specifically for Sam. And even the Winter Soldier would come to terms with the fact that he was only demanding that out of Sam for selfish reasons, for his own closure from his own insecurities. So both of them would ponder more on what their intentions truly were and arrive at the conclusions of who they would want to be. For Sam, it's a hero who doesn't look like what most heroes that preceded him looked like, but a hero that would be needed and presumably in the final episode would have a major impact on the world. For the Winter Soldier, it's no longer being the killer, completely flushing his body of his cruel history and now being completely dedicated to not just being a normal human, but for repenting for his sins by actually helping the people he affected. And we're leading into the season finale, where I assume the new rejuvenated versions of these two main characters will be ripe and ready for battle against their new enemy. We will all be on the edge of our seats waiting for that to happen. And I must say, I have been very much enjoying what Marvel has been putting out since the pandemic. Now, before I conclude, I just want to also give a small shout out to another show that has been capturing my attention. And that is the new Amazon superhero show, Invincible, a show based on a comic that already exists, but a show that is being built around what life would actually be like as a superhero. The death that you wouldn't really expect from these people that are flying around. Seeing people who they didn't save literally be smashed, exploded. All of these grotesque events happening when you fail to be the perfect superhero. The real struggle of withholding your secret identity and how that could completely crush your personal relationships. And how to deal with superheroes who have to do borderline evil acts in order to save the greater good. So as this show is presenting itself to be one of the more morally challenging superhero stories, I have been completely captivated by it and just wanted to recommend it for anyone who just might be interested in that. But with that being said, that concludes this week's episode of Behold Pop Culture. I hope you enjoyed. Please let me know what you think. And as always, thank you for listening. Any recommendations for ways that it can be better are always accepted. Have a great week. 
and I'll talk to you next time. This is Behold Pop Culture. Mm-hmm.